Welcome to the Revival Center Podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and thoughts from our church. We hope you are encouraged and blessed by today's message. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Revival Center podcast. We are so glad that you are here joining us again today. If this is your first time with us, we're especially glad you're here listening on our Revival Talk series. So we had just started our newest series here on the Fight uh, Fight Against Cancer podcast and uh, in, in this part of the, the series. And so we're just so glad you're here. If you haven't already, please subscribe. That way you can be up to date on whenever we come out with new episodes like this one on the series or on new series that we come out with in the future. That's the best way that you can be a part of our community. And like I said, this is our second episode here on our Fight Against Cancer series here on the Revival Talks, uh, our, our Revival Talks part of our Revival Center podcast. And I tell you, it's just been a, a wonderful time. And as we're going into uh, Cancer Awareness Month, we just want to make sure that people who are going through this or have gone through this or know people who have gone through cancer hearing uplifting stories from people who have gone through it. And so today we have Miss Samantha Cohill with us, and we're just so excited to have her here on the podcast. So thank you so much for being with us today. No, thank you so much for having me and giving me the opportunity to share my story. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Miss Samantha, it's, it's good to lay my eyes on you. Uh, for those that don't know, Miss Samantha is one of those in our church family who's been unable to attend our in-person services during COVID-19 uh, just due to the, the uh, health risk. And so it's so good to see you. And uh, thank you for walking down this, this road and uh, just helping folks out uh, and encouraging them as they're having to walk on their road um, yes. of beating this cancer. And so I love your story. I know your story intimately, and I can't wait to get into it. So, okay. And I know some of this may be a little painful, you know, going back and reliving some of these emotions, you know. So uh, I recognize, you know, that um, the sacrifice on your end to make this happen as well, so that those that are listening uh, can be blessed by it. So, exactly. This is how God gets the glory right here. So, with that being said, um, just for starters, uh, for those that don't know, what kind of cancer did you have? I had breast cancer. Okay. Stage two. Okay. So stage two breast cancer is what you were dealing with. So how did you find out? Um, walk me through that day when, when you got the, the word um, that this diagnosis was yours. Well, Pastor, I um, had had some issues be going before going to the doctor I was having issues with pain and after I had gone through the biopsy and everything and then they told me it was cancer and what did you feel tell me those emotions that shot at through your first, body all the op- the options that they gave me at the time were scary and I felt so cold and alone during that time because it was a it was a life changing experience for me to hear someone say you have cancer. Mm-hmm. So it was very scary to me at that time. And how did that affect um, your family? Oh, it it affected my family tr- tremendously. I was um, 
I was, excuse me, but I was going through something that I didn't think that my family actually would, to be honest, actually to understand. I have a son, he's 16, so at 14, 13 and 14, with me going through breast cancer, it was very difficult for our family to um, actually uh, deal with it. Mm -hmm. So I imagine you had to fight back some of the worst thoughts that you could imagine. During the time after my uh, double mas, I had to have a double mastectomy. Reason being, I had that I took the double mastectomy is that I would have to have radiation. I had a different type of treatment, which was um, pills in place of the radiation treatment, and it really um, made a difference in my life, but. Going through the pain and the agony and the mind, my mindset, my mind slipped away because I had to be real. It was hard to be so strong Mm -hmm. to actually um, carry on just to push through. Mm -hmm. I remember... I remember so clearly that after I had cried for so long and I was sad for so long because it really did change my life. Mm -hmm. But I remember um, most out of the whole situation that I got, I prayed and one night I found myself on the bathroom floor. I mean, just in tears, just weeping, just weeping. Mm -hmm. And I looked up and... It was almost like I saw Jesus yeah. because he said to me, I've been here all the time. Wow. So during the time that I had suffered and gone through the different things, feelings and um, things that I had gone through, it, it was difficult because I found myself unable to pray for myself. Mm-hmm. And I, that that was very, very difficult for me. So if it had not been for the prayer warriors that really, really prayed for me, I, I'm i not sure that I would have made it completely through. But when God spoke to me and said that he was there all the time, it, it, it really changed the feelings that I had. That's when I began to get strong. Mm. Because I knew that God was there and he was on my side healing, healing me. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's amazing that your story um, lines up so much with other stories that I've already heard. And it's this, it, the similarity is this right here. When they're first hit with the news uh, uh, that you are someone that's diagnosed with cancer, it, it, it sends those shock waves through your body like you just described. And then it seems like each story also hits that darkest moment, uh, the lowest point on their journey. But it seems like, again, these stories are, are very similar, that at that lowest point, that's where God was. God speaks right there. I mean, at the very bottom of, I can't make it another day. I'm losing my mind. My emotions are everywhere. And then all of a sudden, there's a calming voice and God is there in the midst of it with you. 
And um, to add on to what you're saying, you're exactly right with um, speaking at the lowest point because it was a very, very dark time in my life that I um, didn't think that I could ever reach. It was my lowest point when I um, was going through cancer and healing treatments and dealing with my family and the pain. I can't even explain the pain of the surgeries Mm -hmm. that um, came during my time of breast cancer. And so I know you've mentioned it a little bit of of what, you know, the treatment was, Um, but tell us a little bit about, you know, when they gave you the diagnosis, I'm sure they gave you a few different, you know, treatment options. They said, here's, you know, what you They did. You're you're absolutely right. Um, It was, um, I'll never forget it. It's just like it was yesterday. I was um, in the room with the doctor, my husband and I, and she was like, hey, these are your options. You can either have one breast removed or you can have two breasts removed with reconstruction. So after talking to a reconstruction doctor and doing reconstruction, though that pain, the pain from even having to make that decision was scary. It was very scary to me. I didn't know um, what those options would do to me or how I would accept or deal with those um, emotions that came along with the decision that I made. Yeah, and I I think a lot of times it's not as simple as just this is the treatment and I'm doing it. There's a, there's an emotional weight to it, especially, especially with a a mastectomy. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, when, when you were going through that decision, you know, was it kind of a group effort between you and your family of getting together or just praying through it or what? You know, we prayed through it, but when I would die, when I was diagnosed, it started with the pain. Let's go back and start with the very beginning with the pain, and then the, um, the having to have all different kind of tests to see, you know, exactly what was going on. It was a snowball effect at that time. So some of the things moved so quickly to where I. I forget how quickly it moved, but it, it was a, I know it was a snowball effect, but when she gave me the option of the options that she gave me, it, they were scary. Mm-hmm. They were really, really scary. But in my mind, I was thinking that it would just be just just a quick thing and it was not it wasn't a quick thing Mm -hmm. it was something that disturbed my um I took me into a deep depression Mm -hmm. um the after having the surgery and and the medication the medication was so strong and it affected my body in so many different ways to where I would sometimes even talk to myself. I know this may sound personal, but that's why I'm here because maybe it can help someone else that's going through what I had gone through and to know um, some of the options 
that you may have or you may be facing, you can um, believe that um, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. When I first had cancer, I thought I was the only one in the world that had breast cancer. Wow. Until I began to speak to other people. And um, about how long was it from, like you had said, it, you know, there was that snowball effect pretty quickly of mm -hmm. the diagnosis. About how long was it from when you kind of started feeling the pain, something a little different, to when you actually got the diagnosis? From, from November 19th to ran into February that from the time that I got diagnosed up until February is a very dark time for me. I was depressed. I was down. I was lonely. I didn't really um, pressure, pressure myself on praying. I, and I guess I, that was a very weak time of my life. So from the time that they told me in between the time that I that I that God showed me that He was there with me, that was a very dark time for me. Mm -hmm. It really was. And when you speak about when God spoke to you and said, "I am with you," the verse that reminds me that that comes to my mind and reminds me of that moment is whenever God says, "I am a very present help in the time of your trouble." And when you say that you heard God speak to you. You were in the middle of trouble, and it was that spark that was that allowed you to get back up again and to go face this giant. Yes, sir. You're absolutely right. And it was such a moment. It was a moment that I had never, ever experienced before. But as you have asked me before, during the dark moments and the dark times, that was a very, very dark time for me. Mm -hmm. And God just spoke. Yes. And so that verse that you read, mm -hmm. that absolutely speaks to me right now, still. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Still, I agree. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and there were so many people praying for you, you know, holding you up. And again, I, I think about when um, the four friends brought their friend on a cot and, and lowered them, tore the roof off the house and lowered them in front of Jesus' feet. And Jesus said he saw their friend's faith and healed the guy on the cot. In other words, there is something to be said in our lives when we're going through hard seasons like cancer. And sometimes we don't feel like praying. We don't feel like... Uh, you know, reading our Bible and we don't feel like having faith and all that, but to have some friends around you who will intercede for you because I believe that that moves the heart of God also. And I know that you're covered uh, by a lot of folks that love you and has been praying for you during this whole season right here. Um, so you, you got up from that moment and how did you it, uh, embrace that season then of um, taking your treatments, you know, going to the doctor offices and um, all that. You, it, after, you mean like after I um, experienced with God? Yes, yes. Um, I did get up and I did get stronger and I was able to go back and forth to the doctor with a positive mind frame. Okay, how important is having a positive mind frame in beating cancer? 
It is so important to be strong and to stay on the God's will and to keep your faith because you're some days you're not going to have faith and you're not going to feel like praying and you're not going to feel like talking to the Lord. But I tell you what, you stay under the blood of Jesus Christ mm. and listen to him because he is a very present help. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just when you think that he's not there, I promise you he's there. Mm-hmm. And I speak from experience. Wow. That's right. Amen. And so... All right, so you're getting towards the end of uh, your treatments, and um, you finish your treatments. When did you get the uh, the doctors that that one of those doctors' appointments that said, "Okay, Samantha, you're finished, you're done." Tell me about that experience. Okay, that experience um, actually, the medication that I had to take, I had to take it for five years, so. This year will be my fifth year of being cancer-free. All right. And I will finish the medication. The medication that I would that I had to take, um, I had to take it for five years. Mm-hmm. And so now I am just now really finishing up my treatment this year, this October, wow. during this season of breast cancer <laughs> awareness. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so... You know, with that, what was the day, I'm sure you remember it, of when they said, they did your scans and they said, you're, you're cancer? When, what was the day that they mm-hmm. said that? Um, wow. The day that they said that, okay, I... And even if you don't know the date, just kind of whereabouts and just more so how you felt. You it know, started you in November, so February... It was February after my, because that's when I started my reconstruction. So it was around February when they said that you were cancer-free mm-hmm. and that you would be moving on into into construction. Mm-hmm. And so how did that feel when they when they gave you those those words? It, it felt I, I felt happy. <laughs> I felt happy. I felt relieved. I felt free. I felt the spirit of the Lord come over me. Had not I there is a verse and I'm not sure where it comes from, but it was good that I was afflicted mm-hmm. because all of that that I that I had gone through and when they told me that I um, was cancer-free, it's actually when I found Jesus Christ and my life was changed. Mm-hmm. And it's been changed forever. Wow. So that, that's something I think that is a, a testimony to the, whenever we go through a difficult time, whether it be cancer or another sickness or any, any difficulty, especially physically, that sometimes when we get through it, it's... There, there's a, a praise there that we went through it. It's yes. not a regret. It, no, yes, there's definitely a praise. You see me on Sunday morning, <laughs> you'll know. You would know. I have something to worship and praise my Christ for, and I just can't help it. It's just like fire shut up in my bones mm-hmm. now. And I tell you, God is there. Just be patient. And to know that um, he is there with you at, at all times. Amen to that. Now, as you are coming into basically your last you know, month here of having to take the medication, the whole nine yards, um, 
talk to me about now the anxiety that you may or may not have. Okay, I'm not saying that you do have it, but this this feeling that it may come back. You know how the devil can put these thoughts in our mind, and maybe you don't have that. And if you don't, then tell everybody else how not to have it. You know what I mean? I did. I did have that feeling that um, breast cancer um, would Mm -hmm. return because of the different tests that you are Mm -hmm. supposed to do to your body, um, a certain test that female women are supposed to do. And I did feel like it was coming back. I felt like that for months. Mm. I really, really did. But um, after having cervical cancer, I mean, cervical surgery, Mm. um, it was, my doctor told me that I was cancer-free and that it would not come back. Okay, good. So I was very pleased with that. It was still a scary situation. But um, I'm I'm 100% sure that Christ is going to block this, yes. and I'm going to be, and I'm going to stay cancer-free. Amen to that. Well, Miss Smetha, you can only speak. Um, you can speak to those that are listening that are going through this right now in a way that I nor Pastor Devin can. Um, obviously, I have people in my family who have dealt with cancer, and and I. I understand it from that uh, side of things, but I personally never walked where you've walked. Take here a couple moments here and just speak something encouraging uh, to someone who may be in one of those downed moments um, and just give them a word of encouragement real fast before we pray and and, uh, close this off. Oh, yes, definitely. I speak to you ladies out there, and some men may even carry the disease of cancer. Cancer is something that will eat at you and think that you're not going to make it. But I ask that you or want to tell you that God is there. He is with you. It's not going to be the trouble don't last always. So I want to encourage you ladies out there to know that, um, there's a healing in the land. So please hold your head up high, stay close to the Lord, and you're going to be okay. Amen to that. I agree 100%. Yeah. And as we get ready to close out, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a word of prayer right here. I just want to say that the Revival Center, for those that are out there dealing with this, um, we can be a friend for you. We can be a resource for you. We have people in our church, just like Miss Samantha, who will believe God with you, um, that God can heal you. We do believe in healing, healings, miracles, signs, and wonders. And, uh, and we want to be a source of encouragement for you uh, during this season. So we're going to pray, and then uh, Pastor Devins will close us out. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, for this time that we've had with uh, Miss Samantha Cohill as she has uh, given her testimony and shared uh, some dark places in her life, but also some victory as well, that, God, you are with her even in the time of trouble, Father. I thank you, Lord, um, that you never leave us nor forsake us. And, Lord, I pray, God, for those that are dealing with cancer of various kinds. I pray for their emotions right right now. I pray, God, for their mind. I pray for their families, Lord Jesus. Give them the joy, the strength, and the encouragement, God, 
to face the giants that they're having to face each and every day. Let them be reminded that giants do fall in Jesus' name. I pray, God, for healing. I pray, God, for a supernatural touch of God upon their life, Lord, that by your stripes we are healed in Jesus' name. We thank you and we give you praise. Amen. 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 Miss Samantha, it has been a wonderful time here with you. Thank you so much again for taking some time out of your day, coming here and sharing your story. It has been it has been a wonderful. I know it's blessed me, and it will bless the people who are listening on the podcast. Well, it ble- it has blessed me as well. It has still refreshed my memory. On God is still there. And he never left me, and he never will. Amen, amen. amen. That's so good. And what a, what a, a beautiful way to end on. And so thank you guys so much, every single person who is listening today, and of course all of our faithful listeners who listen every week. We just know that this community here at the Revival Center podcast is only possible because you listen and because you're here. And uh, if you, if this message, if this uh, podcast spoke to you, we would love it if you would share that with a friend. You can share it on Facebook or wherever. Word of mouth is the biggest way that podcasts grow. And so we can only grow through your uh, faithfulness and sharing this uh, with others. And so uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe, please like it. And we appreciate every single time you're with us. And we will see you next.